0: It's episode three of season three. <laughs> I'm Victoria. <laughs> and I'm Gloria. And we're Chemist Confessions. This podcast is just a human conversation on all the science we talk about daily in skincare.
1: Over a couple cans of beer. Yep. So,
0: what are we drinking today? Today, we are drinking whatever's left over in the fridge. So, just a simple Sapporo for me. I have,
1: courtesy of <laughs> Victoria, A boat beard salt crew blonde ale. I'm not salty
0: (laughs) at all. She ain't salty.
1: She, but Char is not trying to send me a message (laughs) at all. But salty crew, cheers.
0: Cheers. (laughs) All right.
1: All right. To get started, let's dive right into brand updates. Woo! We have some product announcements, finally. (laughs) Mr. Reliable is back baby
0: oh yes. uh, yes. we it was such a painful couple of months i'm like play the jason Derulo song back. <laughs> 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 sorry <laughs> all right finally yeah it's been a long time making
1: thank you all for your patience it's both heartwarming and really terrifying <laughs> how many messages we get every day asking hey y'all uh, you know, it ranges from the super sweet, like, hey, girls, we know, like, supply chain's really challenging. When my Mr. Reliable come back to you, that, hey, hey, I'm running out. Where's my <laughs> moisturizer? I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, and we've even had people be like, what's the point of having the product <laughs> listing if it's never coming back in stock? And we're like, we're, we're try. trying so hard. So, um, but finally, it's back. Um, you might be wondering, is it 2.0? it is not Mm -hmm. um we are still we are putting the finishing touches we said this before but we are putting the finishing touches on the 2.0 and hope to launch that around summertime Mm -hmm. um but as of right now um replenishment stock of our original which we are still very proud of and in love with um and yeah i just so it's it's there guys It's, it's there finally um but bon voyage
1: of <laughs> uh, recording it is march 1st i really hope by the time that episode comes out we're gonna be at bon voyage here is a clear date on when yeah. it's coming back um the reality is it's um if you think about it there's so many aspects to putting a product together the raw materials um, the packaging the boxes so there's always like right now it's just like there's a few screws loose yeah. um, the bomb should be coming back a very very soon
0: <laughs> I personally think um, all our formulas are very expensive and But bomb voyage takes the cake on mm-hmm. price and because of that it is extra challenging with supply chain um, so but we we're working on it. We're working on it and we definitely, yes, we will definitely have an announcement for you when this comes out. <laughs>
1: yes. All right. That's it for the brand update. Um, we're going to, as usual, finish off with some real reviews we've gotten.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this time around, um, we definitely want to share the fact that we don't pay for our reviews. Um, so if you see the, you know, trickle of reviews, that's all organic. And we thank everyone for doing that because... That's the, definitely the customer um, evidence that we need. But I would love to share how interesting unpaid <laughs> reviews can be. Um, so we'll start off with the first one-star review we've received. Gloria would like to read the first one-star we received. This
1: review goes, Aquafix before Mr. Reliable. It works beautifully to introduce the moisturizer, Mr. Reliable. Recently, Mr. Reliable was out of stock, and I used it successfully with other products I am trying to use up. One star. One star. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Is this the, is this, is the star, the, well, the one star for our supply chain like problem? Like one big star? <laughs> like, <laughs> one gold star. <laughs> I, will say, I, I will say, I remember this review um, game, and we get email notifications when yeah. these coming in. I saw the one star. I'm like, oh, oh no, someone had an allergic reaction or yeah. something. I didn't read it. And this morning, <laughs> I opened it up. I'm
0: like, eh? <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah. So um, that's our first one star, which I guess the silver lining is it could be a way worse one star <laughs> review. So thanks. Um, here's a five star review. Um, oh boy. This is about, actually, this is about our chemist recommended. Uh, We just wanted to share about um, that whole process. Um, This time around, we focused on actives. Mm -hmm. Um, So the title is highly recommend. Um, She writes, I was so excited when the chemist recommended open again. The survey was super easy and it gave me the opportunity to be extra thorough when explaining my routine and skingles. The chemist's response was informative, and I could tell they took the time to read through what I had written. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we did. We read
1: every single one of their responses. This is why this is not a, a con- SKU that's open
0: all the time. <laughs> or else that would just be our full-time, full-time jobs. Yeah. Um, okay and then uh let's see they recommended and provided a full-size aquafix and included a sample of the specialist booster i also told them i had been looking for a good vitamin c serum and they gave me a recommendation outside their line timeless ce ferulic which we do recommend a lot for anyone wondering I've been using all three products for about a week now, and I'm enjoying all of them. I'm really impressed with Aquafix. It's a serum-like consistency and really soaks into my skin. My skin is combination, but gets pretty dry during the winter, so I do a lot of layering. Aquafix helps hold in the moisture. Yay! Yay.
1: Oh, I'm so happy about this, because honestly, this is definitely a... It's... It's, um...
0: Captures everything
1: about the about the chemist
0: recommended experience.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I think we started this just trying to um let's experiment to see if we can help out because a lot of people dm us for skincare advice anyway Mm -hmm. so we figured maybe we can come up with a way for this to be more structured and it and we we have we have a lot of discussions about like oh like it should be a monthly thing or it should be and then it became quarterly and then it's like should it be a intro kind of thing (laughs) but the reality is i think we what's most important to us is that experience that to make sure that the two of us have enough time to read everything you guys want to tell us about your skincare routine, mm-hmm. what products you're currently using, and make a very meaningful suggestion within our line and out.
0: Yeah. So awesome. Thank you guys so much. Please continue to keep the reviews coming. We read every single one of them and we don't pay for them. So.
1: <laughs> oh, and um, you might wonder when Chemist Recommended is going to come back also in due
0: time Spring. <laughs> we've been sticking to i shouldn't say sticking we said quarterly and we started in january so april <laughs> when Miss when everything is back in stock yeah ah, exactly uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <gasps> all right so it's time to get into the news all right in the news um
1: I would say everyone is in this very tentative mode about 2022. I will say, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, we were uh, a little late on the Bakugyo episode because there was just a lot going on. So we had a little extra time putting this episode together. Um, and during this time, I've been keeping an eye out on the skincare news, see if there's any interesting. And it was, it was kind of slow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. It's so slow that this title really, I think, captures how slow skincare News has been. So what I decided, we decided to talk about how PCA
1: Skin is to send experiment to the International Space Station.
0: Yeah, so... Uh it is as it sounds Mm -hmm. apparently uh their experiment sponsored by the iss national lab the international space station will explore the effects of microgravity on skin related genes as the biomarkers used to evaluate overall skin health and guide future product innovations and technology
1: yeah so for all you astronauts out there be sure to tune in
0: (laughs) (laughs) um wow that all sounds really Cool, you know, you've got space and skincare and science, and you bashed them all together. I would say this is a really great campaign to put PCA Skin's name out there. Yeah. (laughs) And that's about it. And you know what?
1: I think it's so smart for the ISS to fundraise this way, too.
0: (laughs) That's actually what I was thinking. I was like, they're genius. Like, what better way to make sure you continue that funding? Good job, guys. I'm down for this. You know,
1: my first thought reading this was, oh, like, what what does it really mean down the line? How does this translate to you know, earth skincare, (laughs) and then I was like, wait, hold up, who cares? It's provocative, so let's do it.
0: (laughs) Exactly, and it turns out they've been doing multiple projects with beauty brands, so they've actually done one previously with Estee Lauder to do like a sustainable R&D project, and uh, let me read you the title. Um, The title of the project is that Uh, uh, They write, this is the first instance of a beauty brand partnering on R&D with the ISS National Lab Mm. to advance sustainability research for plastic alternatives.
1: In in space?
0: And so that's the thing. They say um, the ISS National Lab Sustainability Challenge Beyond Plastics aims to use the unique ISS environment to develop, test, or mature products and processes toward plastic alternatives. i have no idea why plastic should be tested in a space in a space environment and how that would translate to earth but it's provocative but it makes headlines (laughs) (laughs) so the iss good on you to secure that funding good job guys (laughs) cool 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 all right again slow news week definitely all right gloria what else we got Speaking
1: of sustainability i feel like this is this is a true thing with this year because i feel like in the past like four or five episodes every new segment we talk a little bit about sustainability um in earth sustainability news uh we hear that unilever is crowdsourcing for transparent palm oil supply chain so the article says Unilever is currently working with its partner on premise to create a community of local people in Indonesia, one of the biggest uh, world suppliers of palm oil, who will help track palm and from the point of origin to processing to ensure sustainable deforestation free supply chain. They said that uh, the Unilever spokesperson says. The uh, technology is a powerful enabler of supply chain traceability and transparency and crowdsourcing and partnerships are critical to building capabilities within Unilever and the world urgently needs to tackle deforestation. So what that means for what I can gather from this article is there's AI and then there's also (laughs) uh, what they call contributors. And they said contributors are taught how to collect insights in a way that respects people and property laws, and it is in line with Indonesia's regulations. The pilot project will recruit mill workers and suppliers to provide
0: photos and information <laughs> <laughs> on, on this platform. Basically, Unilever is funding the Indonesian uh, palm oil police.
1: Yeah, secret police always watching. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading, I was like, oh, what does it mean? I was like, after the, a lot of buzzwords, like crowdsourcing, AI, I'm like, a oh, reporting <laughs> 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 I see. <laughs> but anyway, um, for those of you who don't know, palm oil is a huge sustainability to- uh, topic because it spans way beyond just yeah. beauty. You know, it's in all the food that you eat. It's just such... Um, it's such a important commodity and there isn't a super useful uh, a super viable replacement at the moment yeah.
0: and at well. the heart of it is deforestation yes because of just the way the plant is utilized mm-hmm. um and the amount of land that palm requires um so all in all despite the the jokes yeah. um it is a great initiative especially in indonesia where most of the the deforestation concerns is happening um and just building that awareness um so yeah so honestly good news yeah it's good news even though i think the execution might. My- Oh. palm oil police palm oil police the P-O-P. Like, P-O- oh. no,
1: it's gotta pop to the name <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway we're moving on oh my god i apologize <laughs> i apologize
0: all right next bit of news yep yeah, uh, a
1: blip of business news is uh in 2022 target is planning on expanding its ulta collaboration to 250 more locations i think the total reach will be about 800 targets will now have the Ulta section in beauty
0: i think it's a great idea um just more convenience broadening you know the skincare offering um for just mass market so yeah Yeah, i think there's there's a lot of products Yeah. yeah for sure
1: cool great next next just a little bit more on more trends. trends i really feel like every week i get a new article about a different trend so what <laughs> is the trend of 22 apparently 2022 apparently no one knows um but i do think this is really interesting because this year there is um this article talks about how there's a huge increase in monthly searches for lip sunscreen which awesome. I don't yes. think people are very aware of how fragile your lip skin no, is.
0: You have no melanin. that Must protect. that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um, there's also an increase in searching for brows and brow um, mm-hmm. procedure tag and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this year is the year of lip and brow. It's back. It's back. Yeah. I, well, it's masks are mm-hmm. starting to be worn less. Mm-hmm. So what it makes a lot of sense it's just neglected aspects yeah Yeah, Yep. awesome
1: i will say i used to be really guilty of
0: buying a lipstick to bring my day and then i wear it three times and forget about it i was also going to say during covid the brow maintenance has been at an all-time low for me so i, I feel it i think because i really it's only gloria that has to look at this for most days so. uh, say my apartment has really
1: flattering lighting but california sounds so strong there are days that i like roll out you know like at a stoplight or something like check in the mirror and the light will hit just right i'm like oh! i have not plugged it's bush. in <laughs> so I look like cactus
0: <laughs> Yep yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Awesome. So I, for I one, am excited. Yeah. I agree with that. They also talk about hair, and this is something that we totally see mm-hmm. coming out and will be a big focus this year. We see hair, we see hair becoming skinified, mm-hmm. um, so we'll definitely be looking into that um, throughout this year, but, I mean, we're kind of excited. It's definitely a category that's in some ways forgotten, and then also in some ways cheated on because products will get positioned for hair growth and you know um general health hair health but it Mm. will just be like your typical volume shampoo so yeah it'll be nice to see what comes out yes and
1: i am looking forward to cutting my hair again (laughs) it's been
0: (laughs) like five months (laughs) all right uh last but not least uh we have yeah, so the I saw this article. The
1: methodology seems a little wonky, but basically they kind of looked at a bunch of reviews of expensive and cheap products. Mm. The data is, a, yeah, I don't know how legitimate it is. It's not super clear to me which products they picked and choose, but mm-hmm. basically they kind of compared the average rating of face wash, vitamin C serum, oddly specific, moisturizer, sunscreen, and exfoliant. And oh, see, I really like this. Yeah, and see um, at, like how um, do cheap products perform in terms of review as well as expensive products. Oh, that's awesome. So what's interesting is uh, within vitamin C and exfoliants, the more expensive or the most expensive products they chose tend to be much better reviewed than their cheap uh, counterparts. Even though I think on social media you see a lot of people we're always chasing dupes. dupes, you know, like the cheaper alternatives. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that even though I don't know exactly which products I look at, it does kinda shine a light on the chemist. <laughs> like the more expensive products tend to have a little bit more thought and nuance. Not for all products, but <laughs> tends to have more thought and nuance. Yeah.
0: Texture, fragrance, mm-hmm. the whole experience, packaging. So glad to see it's appreciated. Also, when you think about exfoliants and vitamin C, I especially think of Amazon, what you can buy. And I just feel like... Wild. Yeah. Like you you think you're buying a dupe of CE Ferulic, but they use a vitamin C derivative or mm. an exfoliant. It's like way too low of a pH, way too high of a concentration. So I feel like that that's really cool. I really like the... And this is like kind of nuanced, um, but sunscreen—they have yes. like most expensive, least expensive, and like most expensive is slightly um, less appreciated than least expensive, and could not agree more. Yeah. Like that, that is, no, there's no reason to pay a premium sunscreen.
1: That was actually one of the first thing I noticed yeah. with this article is um, I think that, in fact, sunscreen is the only category where the least expensive products at, perform slightly better than the most expensive one. Yeah. And we always say that a good sunscreen is one that you will use and you'll use liberally. Yeah. And when you're squeezing out like a drop and you're like, oh my God, that's
0: $10. You're probably not going to use enough (laughs) um so yeah i also want to say because it looks like this i hope for brands they don't look at this and be like we should charge the most expensive price tag (laughs) because clearly the ratings are all favorable i would love to know mid-tier mid-price products like how you know people perceive those um because yeah we know that not all luxe brands are good it's the truth i'm sorry What are we talking about <laughs> oh, <laughs> forgive us. Good <laughs> <been a> day. <laughs> All right. Next. next is that the news. news? And that's the news.
1: Yeah. Before we dive into the meat, yeah. there is a special little mini segment. I think on the show we've talked about um, custom skincare and those like testing kits mm. um, a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of want to share my recent experience with them. Yeah. So, so um, I've always been dabbling. I've been dabbling a couple years ago. My sister-in-law actually bought everyone a 23andMe kit, so I've done that. Which, by the way, I waited for a month. And you know how everyone those like my ancestry or whatever the ads is always like, oh, I didn't know I had a Polish great-grandma, you know things like that. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, ooh, anxiously awaiting my results. And I got back a month later, and it's like,
0: you're Chinese. <laughs> you. mind blowing. Yeah, I was like, "Well, I knew that."
1: <laughs> and it was something like 99.5 percent Chinese. Thanks. <laughs> Interesting. Great. My ancestors decided to stay in their village. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, but you had an
1: update. Yes, I had an update and this is hilarious because this came literally Victoria uh Victoria and I took a trip one weekend and I got really car sick during the weekend and we're talking about it. I've always been kinda like get motion sickness pretty easily. And so 23andMe, literally two days after, sent me an email that said, oh, you have updates. So that's what they constantly do is that when they have more and more data, they can predict more things Mm -hmm. and they'll send you updates. And I clicked on it and they're like, you are genetically predisposed to motion
0: sickness. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Twenty-three. <laughs> yeah, at it again. Oh my! Well, I knew that. <laughs> I did like the other two. So uh-huh. she, uh, Gora, showed me the two other updates. One was she's prone to mosquito bites. Which I thought I am. Yeah, and then the other one is you prefer to wake up at eight thirty-five. Very That's specific. It. It's like there's no window of time you want to wake up. It's eight thirty-five. <laughs>
1: in the morning so let me write a note to my boss they do not talk to me before eight (laughs) thirty-five because my genetics does not allow that yeah so uh
0: thanks 23 and me uh you're you're doing good yeah Anyway,
1: so that was kind of fun. And um, yeah. our friends at Elsa Yeoman also recently yeah. sent us the, their microbiome testing mm-hmm. kit. I actually think it was really interesting. Yes. Um, I will post a picture about, of my results here. But basically, it kind of rings your skin by your... It um, kind of rates it by the diversity mm-hmm. of your flora. And it couples it with your self-perception quiz. I'm like, oh, is your skin barrier more this and that and mm-hmm. gives a reasoning and actually breaks down by like the strain of your microbiome too mm-hmm. it was a good experience except like i i feel like this is where these testing kits are kind of tough in mm-hmm. skincare still because i got the data and the whole thing was really fun and i was like no well, no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it kind of felt like that it was kind of like oh no. it was interesting to see like the 23andme experience it puts what you kind of already know and kind of suspect into perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to do mine. I haven't done mine yet. Um, maybe a more acne prone type. We'll see like a little change, but generally like the results I feel like for Gloria was, you are have a diverse flora. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah, no, my, so, oh good. Yeah, skin's great. Keep, I guess stay the course. Keep it up.
1: You're Chinese and you have diverse flora. <laughs>
0: My takeover. <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, it's just validation of what you know, right? Glad yeah, we all <laughs> need it sometimes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> all right, okay. <clears throat> we're moving on. We actually haven't told you guys what this episode is about. Right. <laughs> right. We're really good at a consistent intro. Yep. So today's meat is actually we're gonna call it scrap meat mm-hmm. because it's going to just be a russian roulette of short topics that maybe don't fit a general theme but stuff we still have feels about. Yes. Um so probably one of the first topics we already knew we wanted to talk about was the azalic acid derivative um that's starting to gain a lot of traction. The derivative is called potassium azaloyl diglycinate. Um the reason why it gains a lot of traction is because you can get a very high amount of it into a pretty nice formula Mm -hmm. um so figured we would just dive into the science and see what that's
1: all about we feel about it yeah
0: yeah so i think acelaic acid is one of those
1: things from a chemist's perspective we hate uh, yeah it They're like sucks. Why is it still so popular? <laughs> 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 because it, it, honestly, it works. out has at them, mm-hmm. You know, um, we've talked about it on the show a few times about how at 20%, it's been tested to fight hyperpigmentation. Acne. acne. So oh, that's a one-two punch problem that a lot of people deal mm-hmm. with. So for a lot of people, it, it just, it covers a lot of the bases. Mm-hmm.
0: But as a chemist. It sucks. (laughs) Yeah, so we actually, when we started looking into the science behind it, um, I'll be honest, just to preface, it is sparse. There's like two papers that actually really talk about it in terms of what it does. And the funniest thing is, I shared this paper with Gloria. One of the studies that it's in a lab done in a, a lab in Indonesia, they basically looked at it and you could tell that this person had either had to listen to chemists complain about it or <laughs> was a chemist themselves because the way they analyzed this ingredient was truly from a formulation mm-hmm. aspect, looking at stability and temperature, pH, viscosity, solubility,
1: yeah. all the words. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. you have Guys,
1: there are so many times we get a data of some ingredient that supposedly performed awesome Amazing. in a peachy dish, in a solution that you will never use on your face. And then they give it to chemists, be like, chop, chop, next miracle's on the block. And then we watch it just sit in the beaker. <laughs> it, yeah. it basically sits there and is like, nope,
0: nope. I will not go in. I smell like garbage and it <laughs> shall not dissolve. <laughs> so many yeah so this paper is really great um they do talk they do look at five percent as a leg like, um sorry potassium as a loyal diglycinate mm-hmm. um they look at it for inflammation and hydration only um they did find it to be helpful but just in that minimal capacity alone um, they also tried to look at in comparison to vitamin C, um, but didn't really see anything promising on the AOXN. And, and I should also just follow up that most of the studies they done was in mouse model, so mm-hmm. very early. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. You, usually with mouse models, it's kind of a, okay, that's cool, but you don't really know how it translates to humans. You're yet. like,
0: okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So then... Again, like I said, it's sparse. The only other one I was able to find was a test size of five, um, and they really wanted to look at for hydration and sebum reduction. Uh, they used three percent twice a day for three weeks, um, and did find it to be helpful. However, you know they they talk about you know they mentioned that um, concentrations of five percent and even six percent for uh, Use as sebum normalizing uh, or sebum reduction and then skin lightening. Mm-hmm. But again, there's not enough data to say that this is the actual case. And then the reason why we want to share this with you is because we recently talked about how people have started creating azelaic products, but mm-hmm. using this derivative and why like we don't agree with that. It's a different molecule. It needs to still be validated despite being a derivative of azelaic acid, you can't just like take those claims and put it onto this new active.
1: And we see it in all these other yeah. categories. You know, We've talked a lot about vitamin C derivatives or retinal alternatives slash derivatives. And yeah. same thing, all these are independent molecules that should be assessed. Um, and ideally, bench to the mother mo- molecule to yeah. really figure
0: out where it stands. Yeah, a, a good point is that on top of that, the concentration actually hasn't really been established Mm -hmm. you see that they're looking at it at around the five percent range but because brands are just like oh new azelaic acid they're gonna put it at 10 to 20 percent um but it doesn't act it's not substantiated to be at that concentration something that drives me
1: crazy and i think at this point everyone knows i have a lot of weird Pigeon skincare, like I hate <laughs> sweet almond oil for no no good reason really. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I really don't like is um, the three O ethyl ascorbic acid yes. at like twenty percent. Mm-hmm. That thing was tested and kind of ish validated, and I mean by like for safety standards and also skin irritation at like two percent. Yeah. I think the highest I've seen it tested for um, irritation
0: is like 5%. You don't need 25% of it. Exactly. And it's very irresponsible formulation. Um, Again, so if you you are looking for azelaic acid product... Mm -hmm. Our general thoughts is, please definitely decode the IL. Make mm-hmm. sure you know which azelaic acid you are getting. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, um, definitely patch test because yeah. it is not a one-on-one replacement. It has not been validated as a one-on-one, so don't do it. Um, I will yeah. say
1: the nice thing is, um, generally speaking, so there are two products that we notice right now on the market that's readily available mm. for everyone here is the Naturium azelaic acid and also the Geek and Gorgeous azelaic acid. Um, I think they're okay to try, especially if you're just starting to dabble into azelaic acid. You'll immediately notice that it's probably not azelaic acid because it's a clear solution. Yes. Um, I, dude, I remember when I first opened, Geek and gorgeous packaging, and it says acetate acid. I didn't read the ingredient list, and I was like, Oh
0: my god, they oh my figured the, it they, out. It's acetate gas. Did
1: someone give them a Nobel Peace Prize? <laughs> and then I read the ingredient list. And I was You're like, Ah, like,
0: oh, yeah, uh, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, as chemists, we will admire if it's good, but again, different story. Um, so I think the other thing, too, is, I mean, it is something to be said that, yes, having these derivatives can be a viable option, especially with all of these difficulties that we've complained about. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with a lot of acylic acid formulas out there, I don't particularly love them because of the texture. Um, Being oily, I know, like, for acne, for oily skin, it's it's helpful, but I can't stand the texture. And um, so that's why it's, yeah.
1: I think that's part of why I think it's such an annoying ingredient, like pure yes. acid, is that yeah. like, it exists to troll you. It's like, Oh, you have oily, acneic skin here.
0: Why don't you just put this, this gunk paste? On your face? It's gonna,
1: it's gonna help. I promise. <laughs> just.
0: Yep, exactly that. So, anyways. Hope that was helpful. If you have questions about azelaic acid, um, we did a dive previously. We will mm-hmm. share that link um, as well. Um, but otherwise, we are actually going to move straight on. We're going to take a break and do our claims corner. Yay! Yay! Claims okay. corner. I feel like we are we don't have enough episodes for the amount of claims that people have been sending us but keep them coming they're very entertaining for us they're very
1: therapeutic for us
0: (laughs) yeah so we were sent this a long long time ago um this one the verbiage might sound very familiar i'm going to just bleep out all the the name of the product active and Mm. then you guys just think about what we're referring to here okay our blank is like rehab for your skin rich in critical antioxidants and omega-6 and 9 blank nourishes and balances while restoring a youthful glow and remains in its purest form and it says blank is virtually untouched by any chemical or fragrance natural or synthetic this uh, blank will quickly sink in and diminish the look of fine lines and wrinkles appropriate for all skin including the most sensitive uh and then it talks about the product in yeah just goes into more detail so what do you think we're talking about here sweet almond oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so not far off mm. um this is actually marula oil mm-hmm. yeah so i think the reason why i want to share this is because Generally, oils probably have the weirdest marketing communication and probably most far-fetched communication just because of its natural origins and it's rich in blank. Yeah, Um, So that's something that we're like, wow, that's some strong language.
1: Yeah, I think it's really, to be fair, it's tough. When we formulated the better oil, we... We got, oh my god, our whole lab bench area smells disgusting. We got all these different oils that have um that have very unique fatty acid profiles, a lot of different omega balances, you rich know. Rich in yeah, a lot of XYZ rich in whatever claims, and we kind of we really tried to look for oils with unique compositions by the way they all smell really bad what one of the oils we tried that's somehow kind of making a <laughs> comeback is Sacha ng
0: smells like broccoli
1: yeah like toasted broccoli you left in the sun <laughs> <laughs> um but that is to say after we were done uh finding the right oil for us we settled on sea buckthorn sea specifically and then we we're like oh let's talk about this oil it is so hard to say anything other than uh
0: it's, it's an re-
1: awesome emollient yeah great oil friendly to skin yeah it, it likes you or your skin y'all. likes why don't you like it back you know so i totally understand like the difficulties here. of that's why like we kind of chose the route of okay we'll bust a uh, will Buffer this formula with actual active ingredients, um, soothing active ingredients, but more isolated ingredients yeah. nonetheless. But anyway, I just think, I, I yeah, oil's tough.
0: <laughs> oil's tough, and then also on the flip side of it, um, unless there is an isolated compound that or um, isolated active in that oil, there pr- and they have a clinical. Mm-hmm. Most of the, when they speak about like, you know, um, like the omega-6 and 9s and like brightening and all of that, like I would say like manage expectations as to like what an oil actually does. We see that really more as a true emollient Mm -hmm. Um, and there are some great oil-based actives that are now being incorporated into oils. But yeah, unless those are claimed, try not to fall for the like exotic ingredient
1: especially one ingredient facial oils yes it's it serves one job which is to kind of like increase like softness um adds that emolliency because it's squalling like squalling squalling. we're talking about you squalling yeah you know but if you if a facial oil especially the one ingredient one that's like uh from the mountains of blah 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 (laughs) it breathes a ethereal energy into your face just 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 move on (laughs)
0: Yep, exactly that. So hopefully that was helpful for you as you shop and just browse all of the oils out there. Um, And yeah, now it's time to get into part two of Scrap Meat. Woo! All right, Gloria, what's part two? Um, So this is a topic near and dear to Victoria. (laughs) Encapsulation. (laughs) Near and dear because I did spend... a few years in academia or like in my academic, uh, life, uh, researching encapsulation techniques. Um, so first things first, what is encapsulation? Encapsulation is basically where you want, it's exactly as it sounds. You are trying to encapsulate certain molecules and when you can package them into smaller packages, um, you're not only protecting the molecule as it sits in formula or as it transports to your skin and delivers to the site, but it's also protecting your skin from the molecule. So think of things like retinol in causing irritation until it reaches the actual active site. Um, And the other cool thing about it is that uh, you can do things like slow release Mm -hmm. where capsules break off um, in a slower progression that also helps with irritation because you're not taxing out your skin um, mm-hmm. with all these high levels. Um, yeah, so you can do a lot of really cool things and it helps us get around some of these like really fussy actives that we always have to deal with.
1: Yeah, we'll say this technology is probably used in skincare the most with... And we were so close! I almost did <laughs> tap the mic all up. We're going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> In skincare, it's probably used the most with retinol, mm-hmm. um, and then on some level with vitamin C. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these super unstable um, molecules are like, why don't we put a dumpling skin
0: on it and see if all will like, do better? <laughs> yeah, um, and... We think it's great for that because um, it makes a lot of sense.
1: It sounds awesome. So, I mean, the natural reaction here is like, oh my God, why aren't we encapsulating mm-hmm. everything? In fact, put that late acid in a capsule <laughs> and see how it does.
0: Yes. Great. But... There are a lot of problems with this. Yeah, for sure. So um, one of the major things with encapsulation is just it's exponentially more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously, we don't really want to do that, nor do we want to pay for that for every active. Um, and then the other aspect of it is that every there are many types of encapsulation. And this is where our jobs as chemists and people that want to help you decode products, it gets really tough mm-hmm. because every encapsulation should be tested because they can all perform differently mm-hmm. um so i mean we like we went through the gamut testing our encapsulated retinol um, yeah mainly because we just want to make sure it actually does work yep so
1: when we first started uh, formulating double play we knew we wanted to dabble in there we're starting to see a lot new encapsulated retinol come up on the market and it does make our lives a little easier in formulating it and manufacturing it but the problem is a lot of these are just like oh yeah it's it's encapsulated totally cool but you don't know if it's really going to first of all if it protects it that well and then does it really deliver to the skin because like if it protects it too well and then never breaks open that then, happens yeah it also happens so we definitely we, oh my God, we went through the works and it's not as sexy as it sounds. Does it sound sexy? It's just a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah. right? It's a lot of like, did they test it from this angle? Did yeah. they bench it against that? Did they do that? It's just, oh man, it
0: was so much work. And we basically had to ensure that, you know, the raw material, when received in its encapsulated form, does hold up over its shelf life yeah and then also in formulation because those environments change Mm -hmm. and so as boring as all this sounds at the end of the day this is why it's so difficult to know which there's no way we're going to know which encapsulation techniques Mm -hmm. are better than others because so many factors are involved and then it gets really expensive so yeah yeah but all in all this is here to stay um Mm -hmm. we're gonna see more of this um for all of the very fussy actives um we don't hate it we actually do like it um it's just a matter of figuring out what yeah what where it's actually useful for
1: yeah and we'll say that it's definitely going to help the industry in the long term Mm -hmm. it's going to help get you better actives and better results results. um but right now currently you think you can get away with this episode without us talking about the percentage train. Oh. <laughs> but this is where we oh also see a lot of issues with transparency. Uh. The percentage train, if you haven't heard our rant, is off the way, off, it's just crazy right now.
0: It's a clown train.
1: It is a clown train. And th- this is part of why, uh, part of the reason why, because um, when you're encapsulating, when, when you buy something that's encapsulated, you have, uh, let's say retinol, you have 2% retinol in this encapsulated complex solution or 5% or 20, whatever the case, depending on where you get it. And then you put that into your formula and this is part of why you get brands that say, oh, we have a, f- a 4.2% retinal complex <laughs> or a 18% retinal. It's not 18%, <laughs> it's
0: just not. It's 18% of the encapsulation. Of the 2%, yeah. yeah. So that, God, yes. This is the part we hate about encapsulation mm-hmm. in that we really hope brands will be more mindful of mm-hmm. is like touting that you were able to put more of that diluted raw Mm -hmm. is not helpful and really confusing for consumers Um, we see it all the time with retinol so it is definitely something to pay attention to when you buy these encapsulated retinols (sighs) so yes (laughs) so that's encapsulation in a nutshell Um, hopefully that helps you dissect and also explain what that means its benefits and also what to look out for while you're shopping um that's this hey, sorry on my in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> drink, drink,
1: drink, drink, drink. so So that concludes the scrap meat of, of the day concludes
0: chemist therapy hour of things on our mind
1: uh the takeaway is this is why you need a
0: chemist <laughs> <laughs> that's why you have us mm. um all right that's it. We're gonna move on. Stay it is free. time to break, 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 break it up. Break,
1: break, break it up. Break it break, break, break it up. Ooh. Ooh. Yay! Animal, right animal corner. All right. Let's we do it. love a good listener submission, whether it's <laughs> claims corner or animal corners. Yeah. So today we have a cute little fish called the lump sucker. Oh. The name so is not cute, <laughs> but it is a lump sucker. Does it
0: look like a Lumpsucker? sucker? What
1: does a lumsucker sucker look? <laughs> you look <laughs> no, no,
0: no, I know like, no, I mean uh, What
1: do you say? Does it look like a lump sucker? I'm like, what you is it? Like a... Oh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> wow, that was pretty good. <laughs> That's,
0: actually, it really does literally look like that. <laughs> So, alright so it's accurate
1: this was submitted by our friend I'm sure on um, Instagram uh-huh. uh, she sent us a little clip it's super cute It says it's a practically spherical fish I have to google with it. suckers on the bottom yeah. so it is a lump and it does suck oh my god <laughs> it's
0: so cute yeah
1: it's adorable right. it's pretty small it's about yay big and it, and the fun fact is it's really colorful so oh, it comes in red orange brown so it's like kind of like a weird
0: pokemon-esque fish oh awesome yeah more more useful than a magikarp right
1: i mean yeah way more useful (laughs) um they are found in shallow ocean waters and you can find them in i mean you could but unless you're diving deep you can't see them but they're found in washington state Alaska mm. parts of the Bering Sea and northern um, Japan if that tells you how cold they Sounds like cold. it yeah <laughs> it's cold um, they're super cute when they after they mate they have a little like thing of eggs they try to like find a secure cave or rock to hide their yeah. eggs under in the mills which is guarded it until it hatches Aww. yeah and we'll have the um I'll, we'll show you a little clip here that you can check out of the dad just like kind of like guarding the egg. Oh. it's super duper cute and i really hate to drop this back on y'all while i'm at it but while the, you're watching this dad guard the egg just know that the egg is like a delicacy oh <laughs> it's, no it's like fancier salmon roll oh or, wow yeah um But I will say it's not a cute... It's not a good aquarium fish. Because, you know, you'll see it. It's mannerisms, super sweet. And there are stories about how it's actually really trusting. A lot of divers can just feed it and it will come eat. Um, But because it likes really cold ocean Mm -hmm. water, if you've done any sort of like aquarium work or just fish work, that is too like one-two punch of making your life miserable. Mm. Um, So... It's not typically found in a pet S scenario. But I find the story super cute because in 20, 2009, a Norwegian salmon farmer started using them in their um, salmon raising pond.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, because apparently but they're tiny. Yeah, they're not that big. Right? Yeah,
1: they're not that big. Mm. But they um, they kill. They like eating sea lice, which mm. is actually one of the parasites that um, kind of overdevelops in you know, a farm salmon farm situation. Nice. And before I got, I don't remember the name. Before they tried using the sucker, they you were know, using this other fish that (laughs) A is not as cute and B apparently that you're not very efficient so you need a lot of them you have a little sea (laughs) lice so now I think something like a majority of salmon farms out there use these guys to ward off oh, parasites. Oh, awesome.
0: So they're not endangered. They are not. Yay! For once, it's not a depressing animal. <laughs> Yay! Yay, hey, Lumpsuckers. Good job.
1: <laughs> and yes, it does look like a Lumpsucker. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the Animal Corner. There's no lump sucker Beauty pageant, so can't oh, talk about God. that. There it really should be. Should be.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, well, yeah, that's cool. it. Yay, sucker.
1: Thanks for the submission. If you know any weird animal facts, send them our way. We find so much
0: joy. Yes. Because this corner is about us, not you. (laughs) It's about all of us. (laughs) We're we're forcing you to listen to this and sharing this knowledge. Uh, Best review we've gotten recently about the animal corner is, um, yeah, I listened to the animal corner. I don't know if I wanted to know this, but I know now. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know termites have mates and drama you didn't know that
0: camels have beauty pageants but you're welcome <laughs> yeah all right so we're gonna wrap this up it's time for some quick q a all right first question uh she asks i'm curious about acne prone dry Ooh. drying capital d-r-y yeah i'm curious about acne prone dry and sensitive skin does this just tend to be an issue with skin barrier and immune fu- function, which then leads to the overgrowth of c acne, or is there still an issue with sebum production that just isn't obvious to the owner of said skin? Ooh, this <laughs> one is um, this one's a little tough, especially. I feel
1: like when when you're dry but still acne prone, it's just like I don't know. It's like your genetics
0: middle finger to you that like you have all the problems. Totally agree, and yes, it's common it's it is common that um these this scenario does happen and Mm -hmm. the treatment aspect is so much harder because the treatments do add to the dryness Mm -hmm. um i would say that you know Generally, irritation doesn't cause acne, but it does make acne more severe. Mm -hmm. Um, You are definitely inviting more uh, inflamed acne lesions. Um, So this is where Gore and I would want to suggest. Definitely, if you haven't found a soothing agent, a soothing sidekick yet, um, this would be a great way to implement that just to try to keep skin calm and happy as you layer on treatments and the moisturizers
1: um yeah yeah i was gonna say like i would definitely prioritize your dryness and skin barrier a little bit more in this case we do see a lot of um actually our friends elsa Youngman who does microbiome work they do look at it in connection with acne Mm -hmm. so it might be a great place to start checking out these microbiome products that talks that kind of takes your skin barrier more holistically and um, Tackle her from there. And yeah, I just, yeah, I agree. I think acne actives, I, I talk about this a lot <clears throat> on the podcast, which is cell acid for some reason is like the bang on my existence. It will make me flake and I'm very sensitive to it, even yeah. lo- low levels. Yeah. Um, and same for all these other acne actives. Step number one is drying your skin, yeah. like retinoids and whatnot. <clears throat> so it might not be a good like first thing to reach for.
0: Well, definitely probably my direction would be Mm -hmm. yeah try not to use salicylic acid um you won't and in terms of retinoids adapalene is still considered like the one that um has less of a drying uh side effect yeah um so and it's all about how much adapalene you use many people think that with acne you're supposed to slather those treatments on I guarantee you in the directions when they test this, it's always a very thin layer Mm -hmm. that does matter in your application and your overall like skin tolerance. So I would generally just try to start there. And then again, um, when I would say the treatments have gone too far, when you start um, seeing scaliness, redness, changes in texture, those are all signs that Okay, you need to dial it back. Um, and if all fails, please find us and or team up with a derm so that they can just tailor it just right. Yeah, um, to help you out. But feel your pain; yeah. it's not easy. And the acne topicals don't really help the situation right. either. Yeah, correct. Next. Next. Uh, this is from our follower Pamela. She writes, "Ladies, I am an in- addicted to your very informative and hilarious podcast. Thank you. <laughs> you recommended thirty percent glycolic acid at three point five or lower pH. Help. What are some brands with such a product?" <laughs> I saw this. I just
1: burst out laughing because I'm like, we really forget that yeah, we do we a shit job. <laughs> Um there's a brand called Chemist Confessions and they have a line of acids, each at the highest level that you might possibly wanna use and our gold standard has 30% glycolic.
0: Ta-da! <laughs> Yay <laughs> Wow, we were so bad at this. Um yeah, I guess it's just I guess it's because when we first started as educators, we're always just about you and what you need. But talking about ourselves and what we do
1: it's very you, difficult.
0: Yeah, it's it's not intuitive. Mm. Um, but yeah, please check out our offering, especially for AHAs um, yep. and now retinol. Um, hope that helps, panel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and also just as a FYI, 30% is okay for at home use but still not for everyone's not for the beginner um and not just for
0: everyday use
1: definitely not for everyday use yeah. oh please don't use it every day <laughs> um but if you have any question any safety know-hows how to ramp yourself yeah. up to that youth level let us know
0: that's it yeah awesome well that wraps up our scrap meat podcast episode Woo!
1: yeah so as usual you know where to find us
0: where, where, where?
1: <laughs> you can find us on our website at chemistconfessions.com, mm. um, find us on Instagram chemist.confessions, mm. or just write to us
0: at info at chemistconfessions. You already say that? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you may write to us at info at chemistconfessions.com, or just DM us, or just put your questions in this YouTube video. Yep, we'll answer all of them. What
1: is in episode
0: four? I was just going to ask you that, but you asked me for Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> be Victoria the punch. All right. Uh, sun's starting to come out. So we are starting to get ready for all of the sun mindfulness products. So mm. definitely we're going to have to start looking at the vitamin C's. There's going to be new launches um we hope to do some sunscreen tests so that'll be really exciting um so look for that kind of content in the near future
1: yeah totally and we never (laughs) lie about what's coming next (laughs) no no no, (laughs) never we're so good (laughs) all right guys um take care we'll see you next time thanks guys Bye.
0: bye